0: Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Rolina Kerrick. This is just a little extra intro because I recorded my podcast and I forgot to mention that tomorrow I am doing a free workshop with Dr. Pauline. We are doing a workshop called The Roadmap, Your Roadmap to Healthiest You and we'll be going through the four pillars, seeing where you are and where you want to get to. And Dr. Pauline is an expert in mindset and will be doing much more of that Pillar 4 work, which really ties into this podcast. Now, if you're interested, if you'd like to sign up for that workshop, I will leave the URL in the um, show notes. It's essentially dralina.com forward slash workshop. And if you have some friends who you think, oh, do you know what? They would love to get to know Dr. Alina. And this workshop would be fabulous for them, then feel free to pass that on and they can sign up. It's totally free. And I look forward to getting to know you. So I hope you can come to that Wednesday, 9 30 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay, here's the actual recording. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Rina. I hope that you are feeling fabulous. I am absolutely loving crisp autumn days. It's chilly in the morning and then the sun comes out and I'm still able to swim in the sea for a little bit. We'll see how much longer I can keep that up. up. Sadly, my swimming club has changed the times that they do their swimming. So they've taken out my middle of the afternoon 3.30 swimming session. So I've had to leave the club because I can't attend any of their sessions, which is very, very sad. So at the moment, I'm seeing how long I can carry on swimming in the sea before I have to go back to the swimming pool, which will be a little bit lonely by myself, just doing lanes up and down. So that is sad, but I'm looking at it as an opportunity. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about emotions In the coaching that I do, this has come up a few times, um, sometimes with my one-on-one clients and sometimes with the people who are in the Healthy You, Healthy Family Group programme. And you may be thinking, hey, hang on a minute, Dr. Alina, you do healthy living. What has emotions got to do with any of this? And my response is, oh, absolutely everything, everything. um, Emotions are what lead us to do things. So just to remind you, my four pillars are healthy eating that you love, exercise that lights you up, delicious, yummy sleep, and emotional wellness, which includes stress. But you can see that if you're not feeling happy and joyous, or even just, yeah, okay, you're not going to go and do that exercise that lights you up or you're going to make choices about eating which aren't going to be supporting your long-term eating goals. So emotions are absolutely everything. And I believe that unless you sort out the emotional aspect of your life, you can't make sustainable changes in the other pillars because you just end up going back to your old habits, your old ways that are driven by those unresolved emotions. Now, as a side note, I would also say that the objective of understanding and getting to grips with your emotions is not that you always feel on top of the world and happy and daisies and unicorns and, oh my goodness, there's always going to be negative emotions. It's just, where does that line of middleness, where is that middle ground, so, you know, there's always ups and downs, but is it generally more ups than downs? And the objective is to really have tools so that you can be aware of your emotions and take what life throws at you because life always happens. As um Leah in the in the family the healthy you healthy family program was saying last week, "Oh my goodness, I've got a crick in my neck. My neck is you know, I've had a bit of a setback. I can't move my my neck. How can I go and play tennis? How can I do these, you know, things? And it's putting me back on my journey. But the answer is, no, it's not putting you back. This is part of your journey. It's just living life. And yes, it's a setback in terms of you thought you were doing everything perfectly. And now you just have to adapt a little bit. And this is just a little obstacle that you will get through. And so now, by the way, she is changing her mindset and thinking, yeah, this is just life and I can deal with life. Okay, so what I really wanted to chat to today was boundaries between people and emotions. And this can look like anybody. So it might be that you have an issue with your friend. You might see somebody and think, oh my goodness, they're going through such a hard place. I really want to help them. Or it might be with your partner thinking, oh, my goodness, they're so cross and grumpy. I find myself getting cross and grumpy when I'm talking to them and I'm trying not to get cross and grumpy. Or it might be with your children. I've had issues with my children this week. We've been going back to school. Um, I tried putting my twins they're nearly nine, their bedtime back a little bit. and Oh, my goodness, our mornings shouting and screaming. And what is going on? And it's so easy to be in that place of, oh my goodness, shouting and screaming, and it just affects you and it changes your emotions. And I don't want to be in that place. Now, ideally, I don't want them to be shouting and screaming, but we're working on that. And we had a much, much, much better morning this morning. What else might you be looking at? It might be that, you know, you want your husband to be happy. It might be It might be anything. But the point is understanding the boundary between somebody else's emotions and your own emotions. Now, we have these things called mirror neurons and humans are very, very sociable animals. And so we do take on other people's emotions. When we hear people laughing, we want to laugh. When we hear our children getting upset and stressed, we get upset and stressed. When we hear other people getting angry, we respond with anger. That's those mirror neurons. We mimic people. But not only do we mimic them, we take on that emotion. So that emotion alights in ourselves. And it's really important to be aware of because we don't necessarily want other people's emotions to be controlling us. Now, obviously, if somebody's laughing and happy, join in and be laughing and happy. But when it's a constant train of people shouting and screaming and being stressed and angry, there comes a point when you just have to say, "Okay, those are your emotions. And here is my emotions. And I'm building up this inner strength, this foundation of being able to say, I choose not to have your emotions. Now, how does that look like? It might look like, hey, I'm just going to walk away. So it might be, you know, someone's in the kitchen, they're cross and grumpy. My children get out of bed cross and grumpy as far as I can work out. And it might be that you just say, okay, do you know what? I'm going to leave you for a little bit. I'm not going to engage in this conversation, which isn't really a conversation. It's more of an argument because you're cross and grumpy about I don't know what. And it might be something that you do have to talk about, but in which case you can say, okay, I'm going to move away right now, but we can come back and talk about this at a later date when we can talk about it without the strong emotions. So without coming from a place of emotion. And obviously it depends on the other person. A lot of people aren't always able to do that. So just to remind you about emotions and the three ways that we can act with emotions. Number one, we can come from that place of emotion. So if you're angry, you can shout, you can scream, you're being driven by your emotions. Number two, you can distract yourself from that emotion. You can say, I'm going to change this emotion. And often this is done subconsciously without realising it. So that might be, I'm going to go to the fridge when I'm bored because i I don't want to face that boredom. So I'm going to distract myself by doing something else. Now, you can do this in a conscious way. So you can say, "Okay, I'm feeling a little bit down and I want to get myself to a happier place. I'm going to put on some music and dance or I'm going to sit here and I'm going to consciously focus on positive emotions. And that's something that I did a few days ago. I had a day where a few things happened to me and it just sort of knocked me a little bit. And I realized that my energy levels were a little bit down and it just takes a couple of minutes to sit there and really just think, okay, what emotion do I want to feel? I want to feel happiness, contentment. I want to improve my energy levels. And once you get into the habit of doing it, it's a super easy thing to do. So number three, the third thing you can do is just allow that emotion to pass. And emotions don't last for very long. The peak of the emotion only lasts a minute or two minutes. Now, whatever is driving that emotion may be repeated. So if it's a thought that's driving that emotion, you may find yourself in a loop of the emotion lasting for a longer period of time. But that initial surge of emotion doesn't last very long. But it's not easy to sit there and go, okay, I feel frustration. I feel anger. I feel sadness. And just sit there and not do anything with it. Now, I recommend breathing. Breathing is a really good tool, really useful tool to help you get through that. And just going, okay, I'm going to set a timer. I'm just going to breathe for two minutes. So here's an example of making your emotion prolonged because you don't clear up that thinking. So, for example, we have a beautiful park behind us. And um my kids love to go out there. It's a big piece of land, grass. We can kick a ball around and there's some toys that they can play with, some park toys. Now, over the last few days, there have been lots of diggers in our park digging it up and apparently they're going to put a basketball pitch in, which I am very sad about. And I'm also a little bit cross about it because our town hall, because we're such a touristy area, they often pay attention to what the tourists want and they don't really pay attention to what the locals want. And I think a lot of the locals would rather have the park than the basketball pitch. So every time I drive past there or cycle past there, I feel this sort of wave of anger which is oh the town hall they don't listen they're just there for the tourists and as I feel that thought it creates that emotional response in me I feel anger and as I'm recording this I can hear them going peep 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 they're so close now every time I have that thought I open up that little nugget of emotion and so that emotion can last a lot longer period than if I just see it once and allow that thought to disappear. Now, I need to go and do some work on that thinking because that thinking is not serving me. It may be true. Um, I don't know if it's true, to be honest. I don't know the town hall well enough to know how they, they function. But the point is, every time I think that, it knocks me sideways. So I need to not be thinking like that because it doesn't help me to open up that negative emotion every time I cycle past that path. Okay, so that's a a little bit about boundaries and thinking, okay, there comes a point when those are your emotions and these are my emotions. And as much as I want to help you, if that's appropriate, I'm not necessarily going to join In your emotions. Now, the other aspect of this is looking at our negative emotions and using them as a guide to think about. Well, what do I want to create? And this is something that I have learned from reading Esther Hicks and the works of Abraham. Now, Esther Hicks, I love her works. She is very, very woo. She definitely doesn't come under the bucket of science. So if you're a science orientated person, do not go and read Esther Hicks books. But if you're interested in a little bit of woo, then go and read Esther Hicks books. But for me, whether It is true or not, the message is useful and the tools that she gives are very useful. So I love her books. And essentially what she says is when you look at your negative emotions, there is a discord in what you want. So when you have these negative emotions, it's almost saying, hey, it's showing you what you don't want in life. Now, the problem is that we get wrapped up in those negative emotions and we spiral round and round and round and obsess over them and think over them as opposed to going, okay, so I don't want that. What do I want? And how do I work towards that? Let me give you an example from my own life. I have a friend who last year we used to swim every single day in the sea and he lives in Barcelona. I can tell you about this because I know that he's going to listen to my podcast. But he lives in Barcelona and last year we swam every single day together. And we had like a playful relationship. We would be looking for animals together. Sometimes he would find animals and sometimes I would find animals and he would tease me a little bit. Now, my Catalan is not perfect, perfect. So sometimes I kind of lose things in translation. Now, this year, he hasn't come swimming with us. And so I've hardly seen him at all this year. And now every time we see each other, it's almost as like we have this sort of slight fight. So it's like... um we're joking with each other, but without the joking there. And I don't quite understand how this has happened. But what I do see is every time I see him, he'll ask me a question. So for example, I saw him a few weeks ago, and he was saying, Oh, you always swim the same bit of sea every single day. um, As if this was something wrong to do. And I came away thinking, Oh, I'm cross with him. Like, I don't want to see him. He opens up this emotion in me that I find annoying, frustrating, and I don't really understand what's going on there. And find myself sort of thinking about it for a whole day. And you know, I've only seen him for two minutes. And and I think I don't want that negative emotion in my life. Okay, so what am I going to do about it? I'm going to look at this negative emotion and think, what is it that I don't want? It's showing me that I don't want a friendship, which is this sort of Fighty friendship, this sort of one upmanship friendship. So, what's the positive? What do I want? I want a friendship that is based on kindness and respect and fun and joy. So, those are the friendships that I want in my life. And I want to focus my efforts on creating those friendships. Now, I haven't seen him since then. So, I'm not quite sure how I am going to make that happen. But I think part of it is just being aware of it and going, okay, let go of that negative feeling. I don't know what he's feeling. He might not even be feeling that one upmanship. It might just be totally me and thinking, okay, I'm going to focus on all of the positive aspects of that friendship and forget about that little jibe that he might have and just think, okay, it was nice to see him. I haven't seen him for a long time. That's fine. And focus on the positive. Okay, so emotions a little sort of jaunt down some emotional work that I do with my clients. And I love emotions. I think they're absolutely fascinating. Um, and I think it's a really interesting place to start on your own journey, because it really is the foundation of making changes in your life that will stick. So if you are interested in creating your healthiest life in those four pillars so that you have strong habits, routines and systems in all four of those pillars, then come and chat to me. I offer a free chat which is called The Roadmap to Healthy You and we go through those four pillars, where you are now, where you would like to be and how you're going to get there. So come and book a chat. Super fun. Okay, have a lovely week and I will be back next week. Bye-bye.